This is the Get Radical Show brought to you by Radical Skincare with your sisters on a mission, Liz and Rachel Edlick. Today is a little radical inspiration from my home, Sugar Beach Villa in Exuma, Bahamas. It's time to get radical. Hello from Malibu and welcome to the Get Radical Show. Our commitment is that you love the skin you're in and we know that how you feel on the inside is felt by the world. And so here we bring you passion, purpose, health and wealth and some of the greatest in inspiration to lead you on your journey to creating a radical life that you love. So with me today is one of my best girlfriends in the world and a real mentor and inspiration to me, Cynthia Kersey. Cynthia is the founder and CEO of the Unstoppable Foundation, whose focus is to ensure that every child on the planet has access to the lifelong gift of education. She's a respected leader in the transformational industry, a best-selling author of two books, Unstoppable and Unstoppable Women, and she's an international speaker. Cynthia knows firsthand that giving is not only good for business, but it's good for the soul. She inspires people to give and provides business professionals with the practical action plan of how they can expand their business, create customer evangelists, and make a radical difference in the world. Cynthia embodies her message and has integrated giving and contribution into her life as a business for over two decades. The Unstoppable Foundation has provided daily education to nearly 40,000 children and provides access to life-saving services such as clean water, healthcare, nutritious food, through organic gardens to over 78,000 men, women, and children in Kenya alone. Are you sure you didn't forget anything? No. <laughs> Actually, I did, but that's not for this podcast. <laughs> so thank you so much for taking the time. Normally we're having this as private time on a Sunday, mm -hmm. and so I really am happy for us to be able to share what your gift is and that you go around the world sharing with people how giving is actually good for you. Mm -hmm. And I actually wanted to go back to when this all started because I was really inspired. Um, actually, I'm really inspired today by this because we, in life we have our ups and we have our downs. We go through life changes. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things after you went through a divorce, mm -hmm. you went through a, a real feeling of depression. Mm -hmm. And you said... I am going to give my way out of it. Mm -hmm. And you went to Africa and we're building homes. So maybe you can explain mm -hmm. to us that in this real point of your life where you were having a real downturn and maybe your own personal crisis, how you used giving mm -hmm. to totally transform your life and move into a vibration and mm -hmm. a life that you love. Yeah, so um, it's interesting because I met you very shortly after I went through my divorce. Right. And I was going through the divorce. And um, I was devastated. And I remember going to I, my mom and dad's house for the holidays. We separated in December of, of 1999. Right. And uh, was with my parents at the holidays. And, you know, at first I was feeling really sorry for myself. And then I thought, you know, I don't know what I'm going to be doing next year. 
that it's not going to be hanging around my mom and dad's house feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> Good idea. Not working for me. <laughs> right. So I thought, I want to do something for someone else. So that was kind of the seed was planted very early on. Mm -hmm. And then I spoke with my dear mentor, Millard Fuller, the founder of Habitat for Humanity, and told him what was, what was happening. And he said something very powerful for me. He said, when you have a great pain in your life, you need a greater purpose. Mm. And he had just gotten back from Nepal and told me that, you know, it's one of the most beautiful uh, nations in the world and the one, one of the most impoverished areas as well. And so he said, why don't you build a house for a family in need? And as I thought about that, I thought, how many houses would I need to build <laughs> how many to exactly? this pain in my life, right? right? Now, I'd never built one. It was $2,000 a house. Right. So I'm thinking, I don't know, five. 10, I mean, nothing landed until I came to the number of 100. Like that felt bigger than my pain. Ah. And here I am a single mom living on a $14.95 book, brand new in my career, didn't have a big community. You know, I didn't really know a lot of people, didn't know, I felt I didn't know a lot of people that had money. You know, right. all the reasons why we wouldn't want to do something, right. you know, the beliefs. But I had a purpose that was bigger than my pain. And that's really all I needed. And so for that year when I'm out there speaking and literally healing and crying, my eyes were so swollen. So many times getting up ready to speak about being <laughs> unstoppable, I could barely open them. You know, right. I was like, is there, is there anybody out there? <laughs> Truly. But it was like that got me over my little self. Like thinking about those families that didn't even have a simple, decent place to live got me out of bed, got me on the plane. And so that year I'm speaking about it. And the next year, the year after I separated from my husband, I was on a plane going to Nepal, bringing, we had 18 people with us and we worked on those first three homes. And you know, it gives me chills because you think, you know, gosh, I thought that whole time I was doing something so great for those families. Right. And those families gave me a purpose again. Like they gave me something to keep moving forward, you know, right. to kind of find my own inner guide again. And that was really the beginning. Uh, of, it was my first real experience with the power of giving. And what was interesting about that, Liz, is... I made more money that year selling a $14.95 book than I did at Sprint Communications. I was a national account manager when I quit that to quit my job and write my book. I made more money that year. And you can't, and I wasn't even thinking about making money. Right. You were thinking about giving. That's and, right. Uh -huh. and, and to me, that was really an alignment when you look at the scriptures and all of the uh, teachings you know, about giving, you know, I mean, the scriptures say give and it shall be given unto you. Mm. And so the way, the way, you know, and I, we, both of us are such uh, uh, learners and students of this for many, many years and both of us practice, you know, this, I right. mean, there's not, not a better way to live than to give. And um, you can't outgive the universe. And it's like many people wait to give. Right, when they feel like they've got enough. That's they're in right. a more stable That's position. That's right. right. And giving activates receiving in our lives. So as we wait 
and um, you could be giving anything, love, time, resources, whatever. As we're waiting, we're stopping the flow of receiving, That's which is right. really important. And the open heart. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's and right. then you were on a trip, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you looked in the faces mm -hmm. of a number of women who said what? Yeah, so again, I got this invitation. I think, you know, God speaks to us through these moments, you right. know, of like, you, you, you know, these synchronicities or whatever. And something, somebody invited me to this conference in Kenya, rural Kenya. And all I knew about this conference was that women were coming together to share their stories. I knew one woman going. And I just felt like I needed to say yes to that. So I flew over there and sat in an, in an auditorium with 400 women. You know, many of them walked with babies on their backs for days to come and meet with these 40 women from North America because they had real challenges to solve. And so, you know, day after day, women would get up there and talk about, you know, their girls are fetching water, their children are, are sick from, you know, waterborne illnesses, they can't go to, to school. It was this whole thing. And the first day or two, I'm just feeling hugely empathetic, like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. you know? And then I got pissed off, really. And I'm like, how is this okay? You know, that by virtue of where you're born in the world, that's the level of conversation. That certainly wasn't my level of conversation. It's not yours or anybody that I know. Right. But these, they were not complaining. You know, they were looking for solutions. So as I was leaving, you know, that we were hugging and they started chanting. And I asked the interpreter, I said, what are they saying? And he said, they're saying, please don't forget us. Wow. And I'm thinking, great. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> now what? Most unfortunate. Because you know why? Not right. that I didn't want to, but I'm thinking, who am I? Right. Like, seriously, who am I? This problem has been going on for hundreds, thousands of years. I don't know, a long time. I don't know about thousands, but a long time. Right. And I felt very inadequate. Like, what can I really do? But I thought, okay, I'm going to do something. So I ended up first step, and I think that's a key, right? When you get that hit that you need to do something, what is the one thing you can do with what you have with where you are today? Right. And I was turning 50, so I thought, and I was kind of feeling a little depressed about being turning 50, like first world problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was single then, and you remember this. Oh, yeah. You know, like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I'm like nothing. But then I thought about having this fundraiser and it shifted everything. And I had a party, you were there, That's you right. know, and we invited I was people like, to what come. is she up to now? <laughs> she has made a 50 year old turning the page into a cause. Right. And guess what? That was, you were at that party. I First was. time it was standing room only. It was just in a restaurant, a big restaurant, right, right. you know, um, but people were thanking me for the opportunity to give, which I hadn't anticipated. You right. know, it's like, wow, this is not only an amazing party, but thank you for letting us do something meaningful together. Right. And so that was a turning point. You know, when we have these moments in our life. We do. Right. And that was one of them. And I thought, wow, if I could do that 
on the little effort that it took to have a party and the courage to invite people, not even wondering if they're going to show up, right? You know, right. you throw a party, are people actually going to come? And so I thought, that's it. I have to do something. Like, it, these people, these beautiful women, you know, deserve my best. They deserve, you know, for me to really step up. And I felt called to do it. And you did it. And that's right. So and then, big that, time. Yeah. So then, and again, it's like, it didn't, it wasn't big at the time, right? It's right. like, what's the next thing that you can do with where you are? So I started researching and I found out that in developing countries, particularly in the sub-Saharan Africa, great, good meaning organizations or governments are building schools and in five years they're empty. Right. And they're empty because you can't just build a school in a developing country and think kids are going to be there because they're going to be sick. They don't have clean water, they don't have food, you know, their parents are living on a dollar a day, they can't afford to send their kids to school. So I realized the solution isn't just building a school, it's providing all of those services. So, the, so I'm thinking, oh, fabulous, it's not even now that I can't even just build a school, like, it's got to be so much more. Right. So then it was like, okay, who else is doing this? Because I think so often people come up with an idea and they think they have to do it on their own. And I found a partner who had just started implementing the five pillars. And then I called them and we created a partnership. We created a program called Sponsor a Village. And now we've probably you know, funded 227 Sponsor a Village programs. We're in 17 communities. Like... And you actually just had your best mm -hmm. two we did. weeks we did. of fundraising, yeah. and it was effortless. Yeah. And that's one of the things mm -hmm. I find really interesting, that when you go and you speak to corporations, mm -hmm. individuals, groups, what have you, that giving is also almost a selfish act mm -hmm. in that mm -hmm. when you're giving, mm -hmm. something lights up inside of you. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think maybe someone's out there and feeling, okay, I'm exhausted. I'm giving to my kids. I'm giving to my community. Right. I'm, I'm trying to even find a moment to give to myself. Mm -hmm. But how does giving mm -hmm. actually, how does it play its role into being a selfish act yeah. where it actually helps us mm -hmm. feel better, be healthier, mm -hmm. How, how is giving good like that? That is such a great question because for me, it's not giving, the kind of giving we're talking about is not the giving out of obligation. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, I should, I'm responsible, whatever, you know, that thing, right. I should do this. It's what is inspiring you. And when you act, you know, uh, inspired means in spirit. So it's like when I say yes to something that inspires me, it is life-giving. That's the kind of giving that we're talking about. You know, it energizes you. It gives you more energy. It doesn't take your energy, you know, oh, I should help this person. Oh, my family member needs this money. You know, all of that, and sometimes we do it. But that's not the kind of giving I'm talking about. So it's looking for, you know... Uh, one of the ways that I look at it is feeling like I'm in heaven. When I was with those women, 
in East Africa, that conference, I mean, literally, I was in a room. Our room was like, you know, we had a little bunk bed and a, tea, a teal mosquito net right. and, you know, like, you know, roaches. Look, I'm not even kidding you. They were this big. I'm impressed. Seriously. <laughs> and you stayed. I sure did. That's right. You know why? It's like I felt like I was in heaven. Nothing was missing. And I mean, wow, I was so happy just sitting with them and loving them and just, you know, so for me, that's kind of a, the, the benchmark or what is it that when you're doing something, you feel, you know, like, again, there's nothing missing, whatever you want to call it. Right. You're inspired. You're in a zone and you're in the giving that's zone. That's right. But because of it, you're feeling so You're receiving. Good. That's right. Exactly. And there's so many studies. You asked the question about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a great book, Why Good Things Happen to Good People. There's so much scientific evidence now that the giver, even if you have a life-threatening illness, if you have AIDS, if you um, are experiencing, you know, can't, all sorts of things. Right. They find that even in those situations, when you're giving and you're helping take care of somebody else, you actually live longer than the person that you're caring for because, like there's of, so, really? because of the giving because you feel good you have a purpose um i mean there's so many studies on that you know happiness and um i do have a really quick story i could share about this yeah love okay it. her name is cammy walker this is an amazing story and cammy was she just got married she has this great job she's like living her dream and she comes back from her um just getting married, her honeymoon, and she wakes up and she can't move her hand. And they take her to the doctor and within like a month they're taking, getting all these tests and she's diagnosed as having a very aggressive form of uh, multiple sclerosis. Mm. And it was like her, her life just started going down a downward cycle and she got depressed. She was discouraged and um, a woman named Mabala, who was friends with uh, Cammy came into the hospital and it met with her. And Cammy's just, you know, talking about her wo woes. And Mabala said, Cammy, you have got to stop thinking about yourself so much. Right. Now, can you imagine you're like how outraged you might feel? And she was, she's like, hello, do you see me? I am in the hospital. I am in pain, you know, my life has gone to hell in a handbasket, so to speak. And Mabala said, that's part of the problem, that you're focusing on your problem. And it's like, it's magnifying. And she said, I have a prescription for you. I want you to give away 29 gifts in 29 days. One gift a day. Oh and she goodness. said, what yeah. A great said, idea. I know. And she said, and, and Cammie's thinking, well, what do I have to give? She said it could be a thought, a kind thought, a kind word, a prayer. Like, it doesn't have to be a lot, but it has to come from a place of giving and feeling like of an abundance, right? Not a lack, but just a place of um, inspiration right. and generosity. And Cammie's thinking, well, I don't think it's going to hurt me, right? So I'm going to give it a shot. So day one, she's thinking, well, what can I do to, what can I do? And she thought of her friend who also has multiple sclerosis and her friend's husband was out of town. So she thought, I'll call her 
and just cheer her up. So she calls her, they have a really fun conversation. And when she hung up the phone, she thought, hmm, I'm feeling a little better. And every single day she did something. And like halfway through that 29 day challenge, she's walking without a cane. Interesting. So, you know, did she get rid of multiple sclerosis? No, but she got her, she got hope back. Right. She got her purpose back. You know, she got something that was bigger than her and it really changed her life. That's a great story. And it's something that's so doable for anybody out there. That's right. So no matter where mm -hmm. you are, where, what you're feeling, what challenge you mm -hmm. might be having mm -hmm. in your own life, mm -hmm. you can give your way mm -hmm. out of it, give your way mm -hmm. through it. That's right. And, and literally, some people might think, well, what do I have to give? Maybe somebody's sick. You just go sit there and you, you just be. So, <clears throat> so one of the things that I found really interesting, one of your largest donors is the Proctor Gallagher mm -hmm. Institute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when Bob or Sandy are up on stage, they are constantly talking about how giving mm -hmm. and being involved in this giving to Unstoppable mm -hmm. and, and being involved with you has totally transformed their business. Right. And so I thought, I think it's worth mm -hmm. mentioning that there's actually kind of like a, an abundance highway mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you get on uh, when you start to give. Mm -hmm. And what do you think that's about? I mean, do you mm -hmm. think that's just vibration mm -hmm. or what is it that people, mm -hmm. when they start to give, notice all of this abundance yeah. coming in because mm -hmm. their their business really did, really did skyrocket once they got behind right. Unstoppable and were sharing that with people. Right. I mean, that's a very good question. Well, first off, <clears throat> I think about the spirit of opulence. Remember when you came oh, at our yes. home? We've read we it. Read it. Mm -hmm. Blaine and I read it probably six months every single night. It's by Thomas Troward. And it's that chapter on the spirit of opulence. And it's really a way of creating wealth. And what he talks about is that we are centers of distribution. So when money comes in, it's like we're looking for ways that we can distribute it for the highest good. And right. as we distribute it, knowing that there is a flow, it's going to come in instead of holding it on and, oh, I feel like I should help you. No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, even building a home right? You know, right. that you love, like what we were, we're, we're, we're looking at most of the time as we were writing these big checks is like, okay, we are helping our contractors. We are being a blessing to the subcontractors, you know, like seeing money as just we're centers of distribution. Right. So, I mean, that's one thing. And as you give, absolutely, it raises your vibration. It raises how you feel. Um, you know, Bob talks a lot about what do you want? And when you think about what you want, you need to be a vibrational match for that which you want. That's a really, really important point. Mm -hmm. Because you can want something, mm -hmm. but how you're showing up is totally not in alignment That's right. with what it is that you say you want. That's right. And so you're saying that giving then becomes a key that unlocks that door to increasing vibration so that mm -hmm. what you're seeking is seeking you? Right. I think it's the way that we actually access it. 
So let's say my goal is to uh, earn a million dollars. I'm just going to make that make it up. My goal is to earn a million dollars, but I'm at a certain place where I'm negative, and that's never going to happen. And I've never earned a million dollars, and nobody ever helps me. You're down here. You're not even going to see any opportunities that come to you because you're down here. So as you start giving, it raises your vibration. You start noticing, you know, attracting and then noticing people, opportunities that you probably wouldn't even have noticed down here because you don't have faith. You're not looking for it. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So, and as we give, it raises our vibration. Again, it, it helps. It actually shifts our self-image of ourselves. Which is really important. It is. Like, my, I am very identified, and I know you are. I am very identified with be, being generous and being of service. And, like, it, to not do that would be contrary to who I am. Right. And, you know, and a lot of blessings have come to me as a result of really being that way. People are inspired to be around people who want to make a difference, who are up to think bigger things in the world. Um, and one of the key things that I've learned, Liz, about giving is when I first started this, um, you know, and invited people to give. I even remember when you helped me with one of my projects and, oh my gosh, I was so touched and, you know, like couldn't believe it, you know, the level of support right. that you gave me. And as, as I'm growing, I now realize that when people give, you know, I was thinking before it was kind of about me, but now I know as people give that they're going to be blessed. Right. We're getting the gift. That's and, right. There's yeah. a different energetic. I mean, somebody, oh, David Meltzer, you know, he was doing his, his 50 for 50. He was inspired by my birthday party. Right. And of course he had to outdo me. So he said, I'm going to do 50. <laughs> 50 birthday parties. 50 in a money. year, in a year. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, get ready for the good that's going to come into your life because it's it's the law. You know, Bob Proctor talks about the law. Right. It's this, it's the law of contribution. It's the law of giving and receiving. And he told his team, "Be ready to receive the flood of favor." Oh, nice. The, I love that. I, yeah. The flood of favor. And again, his his life just keeps up leveling. And you know, so I just think it puts you in a different vibration. You attract things to you. And you're aware of it that you wouldn't be when you're kind of in a, in a lower vibration. So that makes a good case for spending your time around great givers and big givers. A hundred percent. Absolutely. If you're, if you're thinking about people, mm -hmm. because we become so much who we associate with. Right. And our life starts mm -hmm. to take form and by the people that we're closest mm -hmm. to. And it might be an interesting exercise to look at how giving, how mm -hmm. generous are the people that I'm with? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we may want to shift mm -hmm. that and there might be some people that, or mm -hmm. at least it will have us look at our own giving. How generous are we feeling? Mm -hmm. How stingy are we being? And mm -hmm. if we're being stingy in one area of giving, how are we also just ha being stingy in life? Mm -hmm. Because giving, it's just not a charitable contribution. That's right. It's being loving. Mm -hmm. Am I being, mm -hmm. um, I was, when we were at the seminar, Bob Proctor's mm -hmm. seminar this weekend, we were talking about leaving an impression of increase. That's right. And mm -hmm. I was thinking, now what does that really mean? Mm -hmm. About giving a compliment, about mm -hmm. maybe over tipping somebody mm -hmm. in a mm -hmm. restaurant, about 
doing something that pushes your giving mm -hmm. muscle. I used to always tease about, okay, you got to flex your giving muscle today mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. tell my little niece and nephew, mm -hmm. are you flexing your giving muscle? Because mm -hmm. the more you give, the That's happier great. you'll be. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. But leaving an impression of in, increase, are we telling people, wow, you look beautiful today, or mm -hmm. gosh, I just love how you said that, mm -hmm. or just if we were able to give, whether mm -hmm. it's compliments or kindness mm -hmm. or energy to people as we walk through the world, as each step we take mm -hmm. and be mindful of that, it would really uh, transform radically people's oh lives. Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that. I think that's a very good exercise of looking at, you know, who is in your life. Right. Are they givers? Like, I can't outgive my friends. Like, you, Mary Morrissey, Bob Proctor, like, I can't outgive you because as I give, you give. It's like, you know, it's like those are the people that are in my life and I know right. that are in your life. Right. And it is a blessing. And so, if you don't have really loving, generous people in your life, you might want to look at yourself and see how do you start activating something different. Start. Which give more. That Love you start more, giving. That's be right. more, share more. Exactly. Up level mm -hmm. more. And mm -hmm. it will, it's contagious. Mm -hmm. It really is. And, and it's such a beautiful how simple way to it is, right? I hear you. It's just the simplest thing mm -hmm. just to give someone a compliment. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden it, you know, it costs you nothing and they walk out feeling, oh, you know, mm -hmm. maybe I did a great thing or right. I'm, a, I'm mm -hmm. a good person mm -hmm. or I showed up today and I mm -hmm. touched them or acknowledging mm -hmm. people for the contribution they make, right. no matter how little or how big. I agree. And the key thing about that is it has to be authentic, right. you know, so it's, mm -hmm. you can't just give some BS, you know, it's like, come, it, there's always something that you can acknowledge or encourage, you know, so just look for what is that thing that you, you know, you're inspired by, or, you know, you were touched by in somebody else and giving them that authentic, um, um praise or acknowledgement makes them feel good and it makes you feel great. So one of the things I like to think of is kind of unlocking where it, what is that phrase that you go to or the word that you go to in your life that keeps mm -hmm. you going mm -hmm. when at times you're feeling like mm -hmm. quitting or you've got adversity or you're feeling a little bit hopeless or mm -hmm. not in one of your upbeat high vibration mm -hmm. uh, modes. So if we were to give you that radical billboard that would shine really brightly for others to see, to, to pull down on or to plug into, mm -hmm. what would that word or phrase be that, that's mm -hmm. your go-to that you'd love to share with others? Well, that's a very great question. Um, my number one word is inspiration. My number one word. So again, in spirit. So I'm looking for what is going to inspire me right now. You know, right. if I'm like feeling down and whatever, it's like, well, what would I be inspired by? You know, maybe it's going and seeing a friend. Maybe it's reading something uh, and, and talking to somebody who reminds me of the truth of who I am or the truth of the situation or read. I mean, reading something is big. Um, also, this week I started just listening. I was doing my gratitude mm -hmm. and listening to this music. That it was this acapella, believe it or not, it was the Brigham Young University, their men's choir, the acapella group. Mm. And they were singing like, it is well with my soul and all of these things. And it was just like, 
talk about raising your vibration. Like it's raising my vibration thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what can we do? So you, uh, what are things that can make you feel inspired? Raise your vibration. So um, gratitude, number one. Like if I'm feeling, you know, kind of down, I first thing I'll do, and I actually had a moment this week, I was a little frustrated and I got to five. Normally I write so many that I can't even like, <laughs> but I'm like, you're you know, an overachiever in your gratitude I'm exercise. Like five. Okay, do I really? Somebody, my husband's annoying me. It's like, okay, I'm so grateful for my husband. He's amazing. But you know, it's when you're in this state. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then I thought, okay, I got to shift my vibration. I started listening to that music and it got me into my heart. And then, you know, then the tears are flowing and then I'm writing more things. So it's like, what can you do to get out of your little self? Right. You know, it could be getting up, it could be jumping, it could be listening to music, it could be going for a walk, um, you know, reading things. I mean, I'm loving that book. I, re I just bought that one book. Oh, I was supposed to have gotten it. I was going to give it to you. I bought you, you a copy of it. I didn't get She's it yet. giving again. Gosh. Anyway, so it was about faith. He talked about faith. Remember Bob recommended that oh, book around yes, faith? yes, yes. I am loving that book. It's okay. so, it so inspires me. So I think, what can you do to get yourself out of your little self? And inspired. That's right. And remember who you really are. You know, who you are, whose you are, and what's really possible. Mm, you know, to open beautiful. your eyes to what really is true versus, you know, what is it that, um, you know, I was thinking about the cave you enter. What is it the cave that you fear there. is the one that you're in i don't know what it was <laughs> but we're like living in this Joseph little campbell the fear yeah. the cave you fear to enter and holds the treasure you seek so there you go there you go <laughs> wow that, wow that, that okay. was like it was a joint effort <laughs> right right but you know it's like um and i also showed you this other thing about stop worrying about what could go wrong and start focusing on really what's possible. My tendency is I have, you know, I have a little tendency to worry about things. And it's like, no, why don't you stop worrying about that and really start thinking about what is possible? Like just right. m immediately stop, you know, that pattern interrupt. Right. Of, um, you know, where could, what could happen and what could happen to you, somebody that you love. And just, it's, it's craziness. Yeah. It's craziness. And nothing's even happened, but we've got the whole movie. It's like, what oh, movie yeah. do we want to drive to? That's right. That is we exactly want, yeah, it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. What are we going to plug and play? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy that we could have Me a pre-Sunday moment and share. And yeah. where can they mm -hmm. find you? Where can they be mm -hmm. giving, exercise their mm -hmm. giving muscle Thank you. Uh, with Unstoppable? Yeah, so we're at unstoppablefoundation.org. And, um, you know, that you came to Kenya with us. Oh, it was incredible. So that was definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know me, I cannot even, it's been over a year. Year <laughs> right? and a half. Year and a half. And I still can't talk about that mm -hmm. experience because it was so life-changing mm -hmm. uh, to be in the Masamara, to be with these kids, to be mm -hmm. with the, the women and the elders and to watch communities coming together and sharing. Mm -hmm. uh, and the education and how they're so hungry for mm -hmm. more education. Mm -hmm. 
And now that you've also incorporated, now you've got the college, mm -hmm. but you have, she has the um, empowerment curriculum mm -hmm. that is included in uh, the Unstoppable programming. And so you've got kids in the middle of the Maasai Mara telling you about, well, feel, feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> or, um, you know. Being I, an impression of increase. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I'm thinking they're yeah. in the middle of a desert. <laughs> and they're talking to me about things that we spend so much time studying. And forgiveness. Blessed, yeah, forgiveness. And, right. you know, like they'll say, well, if I'm feeling like maybe um, the girls don't like me over here. It's really none of my business what mm -hmm. they think of me. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. have to keep on doing mm -hmm. what I'm doing and feel good about it. Mm -hmm. So you're just, your footprint is amazing. I'm so grateful that I was able to participate in it. Yeah. And um, that, and whether you're lucky enough to give your way into mm -hmm. uh, being able to go to Africa and experience what Unstoppable does and the number of people that it touches, or if you're just able, just go online and look at the unstoppablefoundation.org, right? And Un unstoppablefoundation.org and look at a couple of the videos there mm. because they are really powerful mm -hmm. and it's real. I mean, what you're seeing is in fact what is happening mm -hmm. there. And it, of course it doesn't touch the surface of mm -hmm. how it feels when you're actually there. and and seeing the gift that and the contribution everyone's made but it just does show that the gift of education which is why our get radical podcast i mean that's really what it's born in because we know that um that we don't learn these types of things many times in school mm -hmm, right sure. so how can we mm -hmm. bring mentors in our life in our world and have them share with others what we've been able to glean mm -hmm. from my relationship with you, from mm -hmm. our access to Bob, from, mm -hmm. our, from our access to so many wonderful life experiences, mm -hmm. the more that we can take those things and give them back uh, so that others can be touched by it. Yeah, thank you. That's the gift. Well, Liz, I love you so much. And you are an inspiration and you are a giver and I am so grateful oh, for the over 20 years of friendship and being on this beautiful journey together. And so um, it's an honor and I, I love, love you, you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll see you next Yay. time. Get radical, get unstoppable, and keep giving. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs>